All right, thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Here's our toll-free number. It is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, well, Creepy Joe is back. Uh, I mean, and it's getting creepier than ever. I'm not sure if you noticed this, Linda. We'll, we'll get to it later in the show today, but this creepy exchange at a dinner Sunday honoring service members and their families, and Biden approaches this young girl and declaring, I love your ears. Uh, I mean, everything about this guy is creepy. It just is he's so bizarre. Everything that he said, just the lines that come out of his mouth, lying, dog face, pony soldier. I mean, just weird. Well, you ain't black. Crazy stuff that just keeps coming out. I mean, like all the blunders during the Apex Summit last week. We'll play some of the highlights letter, uh, later, letter later. Uh, I like kids better than people. I wish I could watch Wonka with you, but I can't. Confusing Taylor Swift and Britney Spears at the Turkey Turkey pardoning event. I mean, he can't even get the Turkey pardoning event right. Anyway, so he mixed up Britney Spears, Taylor Swift, made a bizarre reference to a heat wave that is believed to have killed a, a fan at Miss Swift's concert. I, I I mean, it's just so embarrassing. I don't why, why do I feel this sense of embarrassment? It's not me. I'm just embarrassed for our country. A lot of people have been referring to this political earthquake that took place over the weekend in Argentina. I don't I don't know much about the new president. I just know that he ran on a, a populist libertarian agenda and an agenda to just literally wipe out the the government as it currently is and rebuild it from top to bottom. They're suffering what in Argentina somewhere near 124 percent inflation rate which does raise the, the all-important election year question for 24. And, and I've always made the case, and I stand by it today, that peace and prosperity are what ultimately decide elections. On the issue of prosperity, I can't name a single thing Joe Biden has done to, to make the economy better. You know, we're now paying a trillion dollars in debt every single year. Joe took on $2 trillion more dollars this past fiscal year as president, we cannot afford it. So we're going to spend a trillion dollars before we spend one penny on any one government program. We first got to pay back the one trillion dollars in debt that that this country, these politicians have now burdened not only us, but our children, our grandchildren and future generations with. And Republicans need to know that if they bring this case to the American people, and Marjorie Taylor Greene will be on later in the program. You know, and if these Republicans in the House, if they can find some way to unite on this issue of spending and balancing budgets again. I mean, we used to have the Connie Mac penny plan. You cut a penny out of every dollar every year for seven years. You balance the budget. Maybe now we probably need a nickel plan, but it's certainly manageable that way. But it would take fiscal discipline. And that's not. Uh, something that we see often at all in Washington, D.C. But, you know, it's now beginning to hit home even, and I'll play it later, I won't play it now, but even NBC News is just, look, their brand new poll, the first one that they ever had, Donald Trump beating Joe Biden. Joe Biden at his lowest approval rating. He was down to 36% in one poll last week, 37 in another uh, poll that came out last week. Just awful numbers for Joe Biden. Uh, there is a new Harvard uh, Harris poll that came out. I guess I should say it the right way, Harvard. 
Uh, but anyway, when Trump ran against Hillary Clinton in 2016, the overwhelming majority of polls taken that year showed Hillary in the lead, usually by a significant margin. On election night, Rasmussen, he came the closest to getting the result right, but its final poll still had Hillary defeating Trump by two points. Today, a brand new Harvard-Harris poll shows Donald Trump beating Joe Biden by an eye-popping seven points. That's massive. The only Republican president in my lifetime where polls showed him with a large lead over a Democratic opponent. And we've gone back to look at this. I, I, our research is pretty good here, I believe. But that was 1984. And that was Ronald Reagan who went on to win re-election, defeating Walter Mondale in a 49-state landslide. Now, that's not going to happen in 2024. America is a far different country demographically than it was 40 years ago. I don't think a Republican has a shot in hell in states like New York or California. Maybe they do. Maybe at some point they will. But as of now, I don't think the, the odds are with them for sure. But besides Reagan versus Mondale, I can't think of another presidential campaign where any poll showed a Republican candidate leading the Democratic opponent, especially an incumbent, by seven points. So this, this could get very, very interesting, especially over time. Uh, by the way, Donald Trump did visit the Texas-Mexico border. He picked up Greg Abbott's endorsement down there. Also, uh, I think spent a lot of time with the Border Patrol agents and, and spent a lot of time helping them, talking to them, learning more about what's really going on on the ground there. Um, the White House, uh, by the way, this is not as big a deal to me. Linda, you're going to probably disagree with me on this. That Joe Biden, and this was in the UK Telegraph, apparently has sleep apnea. It now it, it potentially it's serious for anybody that has it. I have friends of mine that have had it. I have friends of mine that use what's called a CPAP machine, uh, which is a motorized medical device which prevents interruptions in in breathing during the night. But a sleep disorder can potentially be serious, depending on what medications he's on, for example. And, of course, age is one of several factors that increases any associated risks with sleep apnea. And it can leave sufferers feeling tired even after a full night's sleep. So it's not, it's not a good thing to have. And, however, people that I know that have used the CPAP machine, it's kind of this weird helmet thing. The last time I've seen one or an air mask to treat the sleep apnea, I'm, I just don't think it's that big a deal. You can, oh, you're finally agreeing with me. You're, you're not thinking yeah. it's that big a deal. I mean, I, I, I think, think it, his cognitive decline is worse, don't you? I mean, I I wonder how much of that is even true, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't know what they're feeding him through that CPAP machine, but I don't know if it's just oxygen. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I wonder what it is. Whatever it is, you don't want it because it ain't working. Yeah, it's definitely That's not working. Sure. Or you need um, something stronger. The battle between, this is interesting to me, between uh, David Axelrod, who was kind of the mastermind behind Barack Obama's two uh, elections uh, is getting worse than ever. I, I guess he didn't like Joe Biden's use of the P word to describe him after he made some remarks that were not particularly comforting uh, to Joe Biden. Uh, but now anyway, now Axelrod, who and, and I must add this, he was a big part of Joe getting elected twice as vice president. He's now saying publicly that he thinks Biden's chances of winning a second term as president are 50-50 at best. And adds Axelrod, they could even be worse than that. Anyway, he made that prediction to Maureen Dowd on Saturday. You know, Biden, by the way, it's his birthday. He's turning 81 today. 
will be 86 at the end of a second term if he got one. And Axelrod's direct comments where I think he has a 50-50 shot here, but no better than that, maybe a little worse. And he thinks he, he thinks he can cheat nature here, and it's really risky. And they've got a real problem if they're counting on Trump to win it for them. I remember Hillary doing that too. So there's likely to be no love loss between the two men uh, because uh, Axelrod uh, affectionately called a P word. How would I describe that as um, a form of male genitalia? Would that be a fair description? You know, of course, only certain things I can say on radio on the radio show. Uh, no Democratic donor complained that the White House has no strategy to combat I'm sorry, Democratic donors are complaining that the White House has no strategy to combat Biden's age issue. Well, what strategy could you possibly come up with? Think about this. That would be effective because you would have to basically tell people that what they see with their own eyes is is deceiving and that their own eyes are lying to them. And there are certain conditions that people have where their mind might tell them you know, A, B, or C is true when, in fact, A, B, and C are not true. Understand how that can happen. However, I think the country, the, the consensus in the country is pretty clear that Joe Biden is weak and frail and a cognitive mess and that everything Sean Hannity said in the lead up into the 2020 election uh, has, been, been, has been proven true almost on a daily basis. Or let's put it this way. It's been proven on a daily basis when Joe actually has to speak because it's now almost, if not every single time he speaks, he screws it up. Uh, and, you know, how, how do you possibly overcome that? So uh, anyway, that's that's not a good thing. But these these donors are now complaining. Politico wrote this interviewing more than a dozen Biden donors and fundraisers. Democratic strategists, party officials revealing that they have deep concerns. And this was Axelrod's original point that he's hearing from everybody in the Democratic Party and Democratic ranks that the campaign's approach to his age isn't enough to quell voter fears about it. One Biden donor said they recently raised concerns about the president's age with DNC officials, but they just refused to acknowledge it was a problem. Quote, I think the strategy is not to even address it. But wasn't that kind of the strategy in all of 2020 to hide him in the basement? and not let him campaign, and because of COVID and the media mob that was so friendly towards him, they let him get away with that strategy? How is this year going to be any different? If you ask the question, if, the, if this coming election becomes a referendum on the horrible job that Joe Biden has done on the state of the world and the state of the country, you know, borders, energy, economy, inflation, Ask yourself, what, what has Joe Biden done that you would identify as successful? Because I can't think of a single thing. If you can and you want to call in, we will, we'll put you right at the top of the list. Because I don't think there's much there. I, don't I can't identify one thing. Not much. Nothing. Uh, anyway, so the New York Post today, in typical New York Post fashion, has birthday, birthday blues, a picture of a very old-looking Joe Biden, Trump takes a lead in a new poll. Democrats hit the panic button as Joe turns 81 today. So happy birthday, Mr. President. Problem is, uh, it's not a very good birthday when you're looking at poll numbers like that. And you are an incumbent president. There are more and more uh, reports coming out that, in fact, Jill Biden is furious at Joe Biden's staff 
for his low approval ratings. And then you have Kamala Harris out there saying, we're going to have to earn a second term. Well, I think you've earned the right to be fired at this point. So anyway, uh, one of the things that came out of another poll is by a massive number, Joe Biden is losing the youth vote in the country, which is really, really significant considering I think he beat Trump by about 24 uh, percentage points. And now Donald Trump is now winning this very key demographic. For example, among voters aged 18 to 34, Trump is on top 46-42 over Biden. But Biden won that in 2020 by 26 points. We've also had poll after poll showing with all these other demographics, with women uh, of voters, uh, likely voters, with African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, that at least in the polls, uh, Trump is doing dramatically better than he did in 2020. Uh, If you look at some of the other demographics, only 31% of young voters approve of the job that he's doing, down from 46% in September. And feeding this trend appears to be the backlash over the, you know, older commander in chief and his handling of Israel and the Hamas war, an issue that has splintered the Democratic Party. A staggering 70 percent of younger voters now said they disapproved of, of Biden's handling of the conflict. Again, I ask, are you better off than you were four years ago? Is anybody better off? And if you are, tell me where. I'd like to know. Linda, are you better off in any way? I'm not. Not one. Yeah, you have to put your mic on, but that's okay. Oh, I apologize. I thought that was one of those rhetorical moments. You know what I mean? Do I think anybody's better off under Biden? No, I don't think there's an ant on the ground that's better off. All right, I want to tell you about a great group. Uh, There have been hundreds of thousands of Israelis because of what happened October the 7th and over 1,400 people murdered, uh, hundreds more taken hostage. And uh, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, it's a great group. They're on the ground right now. They have so many displaced people, so many people in need of bare necessities, and they are providing them only because of your generosity and your help. Essentials like food, water, medicine, emergency supplies, housing for all these people that have been displaced. Uh, I mean, it's it's not going to get better anytime soon. Uh, there is some hope, by the way, that some hostages may be released as part of a deal that they're negotiating now with Qatar. We'll wait and see what happens there. But there are two ways to help these displaced uh, Israelis. And one is to go to HannityForIsrael.com or just dial pound 250 and say the keyword Hannity for Israel. All right. That's Hannity for Israel. Hannity, H-A-N-N-I-T-Y-F-O-R, Israel.com or pound 250, HannityForIsrael.com. They are in desperate need. Any help you can offer will be greatly appreciated from the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews.